Is your world a little crazy and off-kilter at the moment? Feeling a bit frazzled? Well then, you've found the perfect place to regain some quiet today. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast, where we study His Word and encourage one another. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast. Solomon, when he wrote Ecclesiastes, said some truths that underline our podcast today. Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12 says, Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be empowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. We are so glad you joined us today for episode 72. Together is better. The Bible speaks often about the blessing of working with others, and today we're going to look at that together. Isn't that fun? I love that. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm so glad we don't do podcast alone. I would never want to fill half hour just me. It's so much easier having you. It is. It's a lot of fun. Together is better. It is. (laughs) And I love these verses from Ecclesiastes. Working together does make life easier. Mm, It it truly does. does. We've talked about that before in this podcast. Our church, for example, helps support a food pantry in our own parking lot, Mm. a church. I love that. And a community youth center currently being built. That is part of an organization called House of Hope that also happens to serve up meals several times a week. Our church supports missionaries from all over the world and missions close to home like Options, a pregnancy Mm. care center, his mansion, this beautiful farm that's a drug rehab center. And on top of that, it of course meets the needs of many in our own body, in our own fellowship when they fall on hard times. And we can do more because we're pooling our resources together. Yes. Wonderful. It is. I love that. And I love our, our youth groups always going on mission trips too, locally yes. and abroad. So you're mm-hmm. helping everyone. Sometimes it's a community project or it's far away. But it's yep. really cool. You know, we may not be able to do much on our own, but our gifts and acts of serving added all together, they really make a huge impact, you know? They do. And I remember I saw that first, my very first mission trip back when I was 15, we went to Mexico and I don't build houses. <laughs> <laughs> really? Especially at 15. I had no idea. We built a house in under a week for a family we had a few carpenters we all worked together like you can hammer a nail you work over here you can saw this but again working with just giving of your time and yourself and pulling it together we built a house that's amazing (laughs) so cool i'm laughing because one of the missions trips i went on with Catherine, her first missions trip we destroyed a house oh no (laughs) we did that really well too because they were they were gutting it and then redoing it there wasn't a carpenter like overseeing it but <laughs> no no it was on purpose and oh, we're like funny. okay well we we can destroy things yeah oh. so and then the next crew was going to come in and you know it was down to the studs and they yeah. were going to redo it so oh, that's nice. so funny oh i love it but um i couldn't have destroyed a house alone in a week either right. so <laughs> either way together is better. better yes right. so when you're parenting, it surely does help to be together, too. Mm. So Ray and I had this running joke with the girls that I was Department of Mercy <laughs> and he was Department of Justice. <laughs> so basically, if a daughter was treated unfairly, she ran to dad the Department of Justice because oh. he'd be really all upset with her about right. the injustice, right? Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, yes. I'd be like, oh, we need to forgive. And he'd be like, what did they do? Right. right? <laughs> 
So, but if a daughter was in trouble, she'd run to the Department of Mercy, which is ah. me. And I'd be like, oh, honey, right? So disciplining was unique. Because Ray's like, I feel we should nuclear bomb them. And I'd be like, no, let's give them grace. So we were rather, you know, neither position was right, obviously. The I mean, opposite not all the time. There, right? oh, Nicole, it was really hysterical. Oh, that's so we were smart enough to never argue out the disciplining in front of the yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah. They, nev- they, they saw a united front. Mm. But what they, they know now, because I've talked to them about it, but what they didn't know then was, you know, you think your punishment is bad, you ought to see what your dad wanted to give you. Right, there's a lot of grace in here now. You are, you're welcome. <laughs> That's right. And if I'd had my way, there would have been so much, it would have been cheapened, yeah. and there wouldn't have been consequences that they really needed. So in conclusion, we were better together. Right. We really were. We we came to agreements that were best for our girls. Mm. And even the act of talking it out helped us calm down, think about what yeah. is really wise and good for them. So oh, for sure. Um, so it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I always, I'm so thankful I have Josh too, because I always say that single parents are superheroes. They are. <laughs> they have to do it so all the true. Like, They're incredible. Yeah. I admire yeah. them. Yeah. Um, I'm so thankful to have him as backup, you know, or as a fresh teammate to tag in. <laughs> Sometimes yes, you just right. need like, Your turn. <laughs> I'm tapping out. You know, we joke about that. Like, all right, your turn, tagging you in. Because sometimes one of us is too emotional or upset with the situation, you know, yes. or you're working with a child that's too similar to you mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're not getting anywhere and having that fresh person come in to kind of diffuse it. It's so helpful. That's I'm awesome. so thankful for him. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really a good thing. Yeah. It is. So Now, not everyone has the blessing of a cooperative spouse, yeah. right? We are blessed. We know that. Yep. And actually, even the most cooperative of spouses have their very selfish moments. What? Sad, yeah. but true. <laughs> yes. So it's awfully nice to know this is so sweet to me that God steps in and helps the widow and the orphan mm. special. Yes. You see that over and over again, oh, that yeah. God loves the widows and the orphan, the ones that are the most vulnerable. They get to be together, I think, in a kind of special way with him, mm. a unique way. You yeah. know, He's a father to the fatherless and a defender of widows, according to Psalm 68.5. That's pretty cool. Such a gift. So with God there, there's always a measure of togetherness. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, listener, and you're like, wow, must be nice to be you guys, right? <laughs> there's, there's a uniqueness and a sweetness mm. to being comforted. Blessed are those who mourn because yeah. you get God in a special way. Oh, yeah. And I've seen that in my friend's lives where he comes in and is the father mm. and he is the husband to the yeah. widow, you know, in some really precious ways. I love it. What a gift. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's also designed us to be part of a larger family, mm. you know, the church family. And that's what the passage in Ephesians is about today. The fact that no matter how alone we might feel, not mm. only do we have God in special measure if we feel alone, but we also have a church body. Yeah. So, so sweet Sila moment time. Mm. The only time in the podcast <clears throat> where I'm absolutely confident that truth is being spoken. <laughs> yes. Because God's word is true. (laughs) I mean, we pray. We trust God. And we hope you all give us grace if we say some silly things sometimes. Mm. But (laughs) when we do a sweet seal moment, when we are reading the actual word of God, Mm. it's true. Yeah. And it's beautiful. So, Nicole, start us off. (laughs) All right. Ephesians 4, 1 through 16. Therefore, a prisoner for serving the Lord, oh, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making (laughs) allowance for each other's faults because of your love. 
Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Hmm. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave <clears throat> gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens mm -hmm. so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound mm. like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Hmm. Oh, I love this passage. This Do I cool. say that every week? I think it's okay, though, because we can love the whole Bible. I mean, but this is really good, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me we should study Ephesians because it was really good. I love and Ephesians. So you're right. You're just, can I just say that? You're right. Oh, thank yeah. you. It's good. a good book. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to divide this section into three sections. Mm. The first part of it I'm going to call General Instructions on How to Live Wisely in Christ. Like <laughs> which definitely hammers down on being united together. It's, you know, mm. the, the, it's the general instructions. And then the second section is all about using our gifts for the common good, that we're better together, basically. Mm. And then the third section tells us why it's so important to do this together thing. Mm -hmm. So good. let's look one section at a time. If you could read first section again, and then could you tell me your favorite part? <laughs> I know it's all our favorite, but our favorite parts. All right. Um, so the first section, I like your informal title of this one, General Instructions of How to Live Wisely in Christ, Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. It's hmm. pretty good. Yeah, it is. So maybe not my favorite part first, but there's some parts in here that are very convicting to me. <laughs> <laughs> the always be humble and gentle. Ugh. That, sadly, does not always describe my approach to my husband or kiddos. <laughs> so I think I'm going to make that section a prayer for a while. <laughs> oh, but I do like the end about us all being one. That's so beautiful to think of, Sharon. You know, all of us believers all over the world being united un under... 
Jesus as one yes. people. Like, yes. that's just amazing. You know, we're not alone. No matter where we go on earth or what language we all speak, our brothers and sisters are all over it's the world. It's so true. And I've discovered that moving constantly. That's you right, know, yeah. Every church was different, but every church was filled with people who loved Jesus. That's so cool. You know, just so beautiful. Really, really is. And the reminder that, hello, we have one God. We ought to be getting along. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Is really, really good. So... Ironically, I like the same verse, but I I went for the second part. You did the always be humble and gentle, which, (laughs) yes, should be engraved on our foreheads, especially (laughs) because it says always. Yeah. Rats. Mm, Oh, my goodness. It just really kind of. That's like all the time. Like, you don't do that. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like I used to recite. when I had teenagers, um, that a gentle answer turneth away wrath, I had to recite oh, it. Yes. This is another good parent verse to just recite. Mm. Always be humble and gentle. Yeah. Always be humble and gentle. Am I saying, am I coming alongside them when I yes. criticize them yes. with humility and gentleness? Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It so, is. Yeah. But I like the second part. It says, be patient with each other, making allowance mm. for each other's faults because of your love. And good. I'm like, do I do that well enough? Do I make allowance for others' faults because mm. of my love for them. Yeah. Sometimes we put pastors on pedestals or yeah. we put, you know, people in leadership in pedestals. Do I make allowance for them that they're human and they're going to have bad days and be crabby? Right. Or do I, or am I like, hey, you're a pastor. You're supposed to always be nice at me. You're supposed to right. always have time for me. You're supposed to always return my phone calls. You I shouldn't be struggling, you know. That's right. <laughs> what are you struggling for? You're supposed to be further along in this journey. Mm. And we forget that everybody needs to have allowance made yeah. because of our love for them. And making allowance for Ray when, mm. you know, he leaves his stuff around or whatever because <laughs> right. of my love for him. Um, I think accepting that people are going to be people, yeah. that they're not God, yep. goes a long way in um, better together. Yeah, I think you're right. I, Josh and I were discussing it this week with the kids. Like we were so frustrated with several things. He's like, why don't they just do it? And I said, we have to remember their children. We we forget and we expect so much yes. more. We have to yes. remember and mm-hmm. make allowance for their mistakes. They're going to make They're mistakes. They're going to. This They're is not the going training to listen, right? time. <laughs> and it's so hard to yeah. remember. But if we go yeah. in the next day, we had a much better day with the kids because we were making allowance. We knew that, okay, this is probably not going to go well the first time. And it didn't. But we were expecting it. So we weren't yeah. so like blindsided yeah. by their sin. Like, yeah, you didn't listen. You know, we just get, I think that's that humble part too. I don't know. It's just like that you expect so much and you're so like appalled when they don't did I you. not parent you well right. enough? Like, I right. didn't raise you to do it. Well, yes. actually, I did raise you to do it because I'm a sinner too. You probably watched me do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think <clears throat> the humble thing does come into parenting a lot because we really do want to feel like, you know, we communicated it well enough that right. they should understand it and get it. I did a very good job. I followed the three steps yes. to good parenting. Why yes. didn't you not listen and do this well? Exactly. <laughs> and yet, I mean, have we not read the Bible several times and we still forget the humble <laughs> and gentle part? Oh, my word. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So, that was great. Okay, moving on to section two. (laughs) And there's so much more we could have said. So, section two is all about gifts. And we talk about gifts a lot on the Mm. podcast because actually they're mentioned a lot. They're mentioned in Romans. They're mentioned in Corinthians. And here they are in Ephesians again. They're they're a big deal. They're a real big deal. We need Mm. to know we have them and we need to use them. So, uh, I'll read again. Ephesians 4, 7 through 13. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. We all have them. 
That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. The same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts. I just got to pause here because Paul just did a, a little aside there again, he like did. he did last week he did. in our <laughs> podcast. He's like, oh, let's go off on this. He's ascended higher than all the heavens. He can fill the universe with himself. So Paul does these things. We're talking about gifts, Paul. What happened here, right? Wait, where's he going? Okay, follow him. <laughs> but he just can't. I love it. I love oh. it. So, okay, now we're back to gifts. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. It's just going to keep going until we get it right. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to choose the favorite verse, but (laughs) I think because I have the gift of teaching, one of the gifts mentioned there, because of the generosity of Christ, not because I did anything to earn it, I'm going to choose verse 12. Their responsibility, there's a responsibility that comes with gifts, is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. So Hmm. he's given us each a gift Mm -hmm. through God's generosity alone. We don't even get to choose our gifts, so there's no boasting. That's true. It's not like... Well, I got this one. No, God just really chose yeah. yeah. It's only there because God in his generosity gave it to us and it's there to be used. That's true. So, yeah. so what's the point of that gift? To equip others to do God's work mm. in the world, which is reconciling people to himself mm. and then to build up the church. We're to work at building up and not Mm. tearing down. Mm. It's really good test and a question to ask myself, Nicole, if I'm feeling crabby about something that happened at church, am I going to respond in a way that builds up or Mm. tears down? Oh, that's a good question. Right? Yeah. Because sometimes in our anger and our frustration, we tear down, and that's Mm. not what this should be about. We come alongside in humility and gentleness, and we speak to build up. We yes. speak to heal. We yes. speak to make. We speak to build the house like you did on the missions trip, <laughs> not to trash it like we did right. on ours. <laughs> we approach an oh issue with goodness. reconciliation in mind. Yeah, with problem solving, not just yes. we need to hear all. I mean, it's important to share feelings, but I think if we approach it with a mindset of yeah, yeah. Fixing. So my yeah. gift, every gift, is to be used to help. I love right? that. Not hurt. Okay, how about you? What's your favorite part or verse? I, I love Paul's little side notes. I always, because I'm a little bit of a bunny trail person, so I love his little side notes. I liked verse nine um, when he said that. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. <laughs> so I just, you know, <clears throat> the notice that he you know, he descended to come down to us. Just a reminder of how God is so much higher than us, and not to think that we're so great. You know, yes. I think humans, myself included, are so prone to pride, and we need these reminders a lot that he is so much higher above, and he he humbled himself to come down here he and to sure give did. us all these gifts and to help us be with others. You know, I just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so cool. It's a great reminder, and, and because it's God's word, the aside was on purpose. Yeah. So therefore, bunny trails sometimes are godly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yay. laughs> Look at that. And that bunny trail was, it was all about remembering who Christ was. Yeah, which, his place. Yeah. And, and that helps us remember what our gifts are for. 
I mean, right. he descended, he gave gifts to captives. You mm-hmm. know, if we're going to follow his example mm-hmm. of the humbling, of the, of the servanthood of Christ, yeah. then we take the gift we've been given and we don't just stuff it away or bury it in the ground, mm-hmm. you know? We use it, yeah. and we use it for the good and the benefit and the beauty of building up his church mm. until we all get it, which was that, <laughs> that last verse was so cool. Yeah. This will continue until we all come <laughs> to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we'll be mature. Oh it's boy, we got going. a long way to go. We do. We're doing our job. <laughs> so cool. So Aww. cool. So. All right. Well, I'll finish up with section three. This section tells us why it's so important to build up and to use our gifts for the good of the body. So Ephesians 4, 14 through 16 says, um, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us <clears throat> with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So life can be pretty miserable if we're not building each other up. Oh, it sure can be. You know, as a body working against itself, mm-hmm. it's, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we're immature and tossed about like the wind. You know, that doesn't sound very fun. It's an exhausting way to live for sure, you know? It is. And we'll just be so self-focused and not in a good way, you know? If we're just alone with our own thoughts and beliefs, we could be led astray and believe something that's not true. So it's really important to grow in faith with other believers. So true. So we can keep each other in check, you know? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I like verse 16 for that very reason um he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love i you know so we see right here that if we are each doing our own part in our own special work then the body of christ works as it's supposed to as a whole healthy yep. and growing and full yep. of love you know mm-hmm. so it's not just me trying to figure things out on my own it's mm-hmm. Living mm-hmm. in community with the body of Christ is so very important. It is. The fitting together reminds me of the puzzle at our church again, where oh, every yes. puzzle piece had somebody's <laughs> name on it, and, and it, it's this huge puzzle. Mm. And the puzzle's only complete with all of us. Yeah. We need every single bit. We yeah. really do. And there's nothing more irritating than putting together a 500-piece oh. jigsaw puzzle and having a piece missing. We just did that. It was a 1,000-piece puzzle no way. one missing piece. It was like the tiger's eye. We're like, no! We, of course we put it together, and then we found it. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. It's like, darn it. <laughs> but yes, we need all the pieces or we it just the pieces. doesn't work. <laughs> and we need to value every piece. Absolutely. Right? We Absolutely. really do. Yeah, not just the visible pieces, but right. the, the, the one the that quietly pieces, gives. The, the one yeah. that, you know, oh my goodness, so many good pieces. So yes. yeah, well, I love that too. <laughs> but I also really love, this is another sort of little thing that I... I feel like I should memorize, like mm, we talked about, be yeah. humble and gentle. It's verse 15. We Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing mm. in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. The speak the truth in love phrase. Yes. It's so perfect, Nicole, because we are called to speak truth. Right. We're not allowed to say nice things that aren't true to make people feel better. Right. Right? As easy we as that would be. Right? I know. Sometimes that's what I want to do because I, I, I don't like getting people upset with I know. me. Right? I want people to like me. I don't we, want them to dislike no, me. No, <laughs> no. But truth is always best. In fact, the truth sets us free. Right. When we fudge on that, 
we're, we're not doing anyone, including ourselves, a favor. It's true. Yeah. But we're to speak the truth in love. It's got to be done from that coming alongside. This is my Mm. new favorite word. Have you noticed? I've said Mm. it like four times in this podcast. (laughs) The idea that I am to come alongside someone to help them see this Mm. truth. That's loving. Right. It's not standing above, giving the lecture and shaming them, mm. which God is so kind. He, you know, the woman that was caught in adultery, Jesus had like a sentence. Mm. Neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. Right. But look at the that. end. There's so much in that one. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the end. I can go on for miles. Right. And all I do is beat the person down. Mm-hmm. It's not helpful. They stop hearing. Mm-hmm. Coming alongside, speaking truth and love, taking the time to say it lovingly, and I feel shortly. <laughs> oh, yes. Brief is I'm fast. adding that. Yeah. <laughs> that is not scripture. That's just Sharon looking at Jesus who seemed to say things really well very shortly. Yeah. Um, just makes all the difference. Oh, may I speak things truthfully and in love. Mm. Both, both, both. Yes. Either one by itself is wrong. It's so. true. You can't, you can't have one yeah, without the so. other. And that's the goal, clearly, to work together in love. <clears throat> you know, I think of our team and how well we all fit together and oh. how each one does their part. Yes. No one leads a Sela prayer call like Anetta. Oh, yeah. Man, I, I just <laughs> love her voice. Yeah. <laughs> and she just pulls us right in and she's not afraid of quiet. Mm. We just praise and we're still and it's a holy hour. I love prayer calls. So, listener, if you have never joined a Sela prayer call, mm. you should you it's should just do it. Treat, yes. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. <laughs> and no one can edit words and notice mistakes like Jan mm. and do it so nicely. She's always so <laughs> she always praises you first before Aww. she tells you about a mistake. She speaks the truth in love. Yeah. Jan is fabulous That's at that. Awesome. <laughs> and then Lois has technical knowledge beyond what the average human being will know oh, in a yes. lifetime. She's she got a brilliant mind. And on and on and on. I mean, I could do that for a long time and mm then we would be past time on the podcast. But <laughs> we but love our team. <laughs> we do. We do. And everyone fits yes. together. Yep. It's just beautiful. And it's the way it is supposed to be. Yep. It's the primary mission of the body of Christ is to invite different people in. And for that, we need people with different skill sets, yes. different personalities, different giftings, mm. you know, because we don't know what's going to move a heart. Right. You know, in that in the the analogy of the body, you think about it, and if you're not in community with each other, if you're not you know talking, if someone's struggling, you don't know if you the foot have to like take on more to keep the body going. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, kind of like that's pick up, true. Not pick up the weight, but just help keep God's work going. If you are a team, you know, you kind of you share the mm-hmm. burden with each other, and you can come and right. encourage the person who's having a hard right. time. But it's right. so important to live in community. It is so important. With other believers. And it's important for the elbow to tell the knee it's hurting. Yeah. You know, we were talking about Maybe that. Slow down a little. I know off you, air, <laughs> yeah. that it's hard to ask for help sometimes. Yes. And yet being part of a body, we need to. Hey, I'm not going to be able to do this thing I, I had hoped to do because right. I'm hurting. And then other people in the church can come around you yeah. and kind of lift the load for a while. Right, right. You know, and I that's one thing I like about sort of my job as director of yeah. our ministry is I can fill in for a lot of different people when they mm, need it. Yeah. So I try not to have any jobs. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so you can do that job and you can do that job. Because <laughs> I know there's going to be times when right. I'll be doing all the jobs. Right. When somebody else 
has, you know, when the, the knee is hurting or whatever. Right, exactly. Well, when I was on nursery schedule, I didn't put myself in the schedule very often because I was the fill in last minute when someone was sick person, See? you know, so you, yeah. you know that yeah. making allowances for other people's rough times too, you know, exactly and so. illnesses or whatever. Right. So. Exactly. So, so we can spell each other and help each other. Yeah. It's really a good thing. And that brings us back to something we talk about all the time. And that is that Nice as podcasts are, nice as watching YouTube videos are, mm. it doesn't replace a mm. physical group of people no. that are your Christian family. Yes. It doesn't. We need church. Oh, we do. And how many times over the years our church family has been closer than a family? You know, military yes. families or any time if you are mm-hmm. a single mom or, mm-hmm. you know, having the support of a church can fill in so many gaps that you might be missing in right. your life. And right. we just, I don't... We've had so many times we have been blessed by a church family that I, I couldn't imagine doing life without having a family, I, you know, can't either <laughs> a faith family. Yeah. I remember when we were church searching at one point and I said to Ray, but if I get sick, who's going to bring me a casserole? <laughs> it's so true though. <laughs> Which I is mean, <laughs> like pretty minor in the scheme of things. We should be going to church to also hear the word of God <laughs> preached from someone who's trained in Hebrew and Greek. But I'll tell you, you know, what, those casseroles when you have babies and you're sick are pretty good though. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so important oh, to find that. And, it is. And, and to make allowance for the people that are there is yeah. part of our sanctification process. Yes. It's not like church is full of magically wonderful people that can't no. wait to wait on you. Right. <laughs> it's full of selfish human beings that are hoping you'll wait on them some right. days, right? <laughs> but all together, we're better. Yes. So, yep. okay. Well, time to close in prayer. So. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for how often in Scripture you bring us back to this, that we were given gifts to share in community. And Lord, as uh, we are ending, thank you, this time of isolation and pandemic, Father, call your people back who are Mm. still, still not quite there yet as they can to communal worship, to being together in the body with all our idiosyncrasies <laughs> and annoyances, Lord. Teach us to grow together. Teach us that our puzzle piece is essential mm-hmm. to the well-being of the whole. Thank you, Lord, that you give us church family. Thank you, Lord, that you are a father to the fatherless, that you look out for the widow. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, you are so good. Thank you for filling the gaps as needed, and thank you for helping us fill gaps. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, podcast friend, we're so glad you're in this study together with us. We love getting comments, and we are thankful for every review that helps get our podcast seen in more places. You are all such a blessing to us. Reach us at sweetsela.org slash podcast or donate at sweetsela.org slash donations. Come on back next week. We are taking a one-week break from our Ephesians study in order to look at the Easter story from the perspective of the women who were there at the cross and at the empty tomb. You know, God values us women. We'll unpack just how much he valued those who loved and followed him next week for episode 73, The Women at the Cross. Have a great week. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.